Welcome to I'm Anxious About, a podcast where two friends commiserate about our respective anxieties on a new topic each week. I'm Christopher Mitchell. And I'm Allison Green. And today we are anxious about New Year's resolutions. Before we get started here on what I think is probably one of our best episodes that we've done to date, um, I just wanted to let you know that for one reason or another, and I firmly blame 2020 just because I can, uh, the audio on this on my end just isn't the best. Not quite sure what happened. Something technically who knows? Um, but anyways, just note that um, if you're a new listener, just know we usually strive for a little better quality on uh, on the audio, but uh, it is what it is and it's uh, it's 2020. But uh, if you listen to this uh, on the day that it came out, it's not 2020 for long. So uh, rejoice and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the episode. All right. Thanks for understanding, everybody. Cheers. I've like ever been somebody who's huge on on creating this um like ceremony around new year's resolutions except perhaps when I was in elementary school and like forced to take part in those activities <laughs> that teachers used to buy themselves some, <laughs> some like reprieve as they headed towards the end of the year yeah um, but accurate <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. accurate yeah but I also am a huge proponent of like visioning and understanding where you're heading and why you're heading there. So, I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about this throughout the episode, but when I think about resolutions, I'm, I really often am creating res- resolutions, you know, quarterly, um, weekly, daily, almost. Humble to brag. Try it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but not that it's always effective and actually it, it, comes from the fact that I, I it's what I need um, as I think this probably relates more to my ADHD side of things than anxiety side of things but I really need a collection of short-term attainable goals that are connected to larger resolutions because I find you know particularly larger resolutions which are too vague or too imposing, it just sort of casts a shadow over um, what I'm trying to do each day. I, I just mm-hmm. kind of feel like I'm never doing enough. So for me, actually, it, it's kind of important to fight against the larger like year resolution. At the same time, I also recognize that, of course, I'm going to go into metaphor mode. We haven't even checked in and there's going to be a first <laughs> metaphor. But I, I do think about it when I think about resolutions as like, the resolution or resolutions are kind of the the lighthouses, but uh, I still need to kind of build the ship day by day, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Very elaborate metaphor for three minutes in. Very well done. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Why Thank don't you. we, um, you know, paddle against the current for a quick second and check in just so we sure, don't uh, sail right past that. 
I'm looking for validation here for all of yeah, my- Yeah, I was going to say, I like, I like it. All of, <laughs> okay. all of the uh, sailing references are well appreciated. Uh, I'm, you know, you're welcome to go on your own little tangent about it if you'd like, but um, you probably realize we need to back up because I did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, paddling ahead there. Although okay. I guess you wouldn't paddle ahead with the ship necessarily; the sails would do the work. But let's not go too <laughs> deep into that metaphor. Yeah, most of our metaphors don't really stand up uh, under close scrutiny. They don't stay afloat. <laughs> no, <Sorry. laughs> that done. was good. Um, so, Chris. <laughs> On a scale of one to stumbling across the piece of paper where you wrote down all your resolutions for what you thought 2020 would be, how are you doing today? So I think the first thing we should mention is like that scale might accidentally be like the most vicious of the (laughs) The most anxiety inducing. Like we have... We've had scales, like everything from like waiting in line in the hot sun at a festival to like all this, all these scales that have been pretty merciless and brutal. But I think this scale might take the the cake. Yeah. Like if you were a 10 on this scale, like I'm thinking um, you're calling me afterwards to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm okay. Like, yeah. that, that I, like I'm going to be okay, you know? Yeah, so exactly. I think as far as how I'm doing today, I feel pretty good from an anxiety standpoint. Um, I'm not really too anxious. Um, I also, this is just a small side tangent, but I found coffee was like really, really problematic for me, which I've talked about um, before as far as anxiety uh, is concerned. But I had a good friend of mine who started a company called Good Vibes Only Coffee. And I talked to him in the summer about like what he was trying to do with coffee. And he mentioned that he he had um, basically he was sourcing coffee that was really free of a lot of um, like toxins and things which um, and mold and things which can be more causing of anxiety. And I drank some coffee yesterday and didn't get anxious. So I'm kind of Ooh, excited about the nice. potential there. So I think that makes me feel good in, in the world of anxiety. Mm-hmm. On the other side of that coin is ADHD, the old friend. Um, and that uh you know i think i don't even know if you can make a scale that even like i think it's the scale is more like a it would be like a scatter what's the what are the what are the grass called scatter plot i don't yeah, know I'm trying, plots. I don't know i'm trying to do something with like a it's not a scale it's just like a a large mess of like there's just numbers everywhere it's like six four one eight nine like it's a bit of a mental scatterboard um i'm just finding as i'm getting towards the end of the year and i'm tapping into the to the last amount of uh, energy i have before i know i need to take a good break i'm a little bit more adhd if that makes sense Mm -hmm. i just kind of like a little bit more i have to just focus a little bit extra put in some extra work to make sure that I'm focusing and just also just doing what I can at this point. Uh, I also understand with uh, alarming clarity that I need to give myself a a reprieve here. Um, I I know that I'm not going to be my best self in the following year and achieve any resolutions if I don't take some time to wind down and and give um, an opportunity to myself to reflect and all that good stuff. So I think quite honestly, the ADHD side of me is is standing up to the um, overworking side of me and is like, hey, bud, like it's time to get distracted and just like focus on things you want to do yeah. and and work on some extra tasks because you're not going to do your best 
um, writing, et cetera, at this moment. So yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at uh, on the scale. If I have to give a number for anxiety, I, it's really not even uh, a huge factor right now. Like, honestly, like a, like a one, I feel like today, but the, the ADHD side of things is like a 74.812. Okay. All right. Um, nice. That's good. I will forgive your, uh, decimals and wait for you to ask me. It wasn't a 0.5, Allison. I just thought, <laughs> I, I thought the 0. 0.812 would buy me some, no. some kindness. No. no. Okay. So, uh, of course I cannot, uh, pass up the opportunity to, to mention this scale one more time. So on a scale of one to stumbling across a piece of paper where you wrote down all your resolutions and uh, goals for 2020, where are you at, my friend? Uh, let's put me around a four. And okay. I should note that like this actually happened to me at one point. Like I was flipping through a notebook with like all of my goals for where I thought I'd be like each quarter, like all my business projections. And I literally just started cackling because it was the only thing I could do to keep from crying. Um, I'm pitching it maniacally, right? It was absolutely maniacal. Like, I should have probably been evaluated. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, I'm doing better than that. Um, Yeah, I woke up with a lot of anxiety this morning. And so I took my medication, but... Because I've had so much fatigue lately, like normally I can take like my medicine and just kind of go about my day, but it like knocked me out. And so I've been asleep most of the day, which is like a little bit, a little bit strange. And now I'm a little anxious um, because I'm having a cup of tea right now, like that I'm not going to be able to sleep well tonight because I slept so strangely all day today. So I'm having like a little bit of like anticipatory sleep anxiety Mm -hmm. and for the listeners, do know that we are definitely planning to do an episode on sleep. It just gives us too much anxiety to even comprehend covering it at the moment, but it's coming. <laughs> um, That's actually literally, I don't want to um, hop in here and ruin your train of thought, but you are absolutely on the money. Like I review on our big list of topics, what we can do each week. And I always see sleep. I always think that it'd be a great topic, but I, in I envisioned that day after we spend all that time thinking about it, sleep <laughs> is going to be a Holy nightmare. Shit. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Whether I, whether I fall asleep or not, it'll be a nightmare. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm yeah, like, totally. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there because quite frankly, I had the same feelings about health. And then Rebecca came on as a guest and it sort of like calmed me down and eased me into the conversation so maybe the solution is that we get a guest on to talk about sleep yeah probably that would probably be a great idea um but yeah so just um i'm out of four just from sort of the confusion of today and the weird sleep and the fear of not being able to sleep tonight but um nothing too severe thanks to uh my dear old friend medication um, yes. so yeah. Um, but before that I haven't been, you know, feeling too much, um, anxiety. I've been doing actually pretty well the last couple of weeks. So it was just one of those things where, you know, I'm one of those, like, I'm like a morning anxious person. It's like, if I have a dream that makes me anxious or maybe something about like the way, like I sleep and like, maybe don't get enough breath in the morning. Um, I 
tend to wake up feeling like super profoundly physically anxious before I could even like catch what the thoughts are that are making me anxious. And Mm. so it was just one of those mornings where I just woke up with like a lot of the physical sensations of anxiety without like any accompanying ideas as to why, which is a fun puzzle. So um, yeah, you know, my body's just doing that thing where it's like, nah, you're going to feel like shit, but you're going to have no idea why. Have fun. Yeah, I like it. It's a, <laughs> such a fun game. It's so fun. We love it. We love to we, see it. <laughs> we, just, we just love it. I, I too have had that. I'm sure most people who are listening have had that thing, you know, that feeling where they wake up and they're like, okay, so it's almost like you wake up to a crime scene and then you have to go back and you're like, piece, <laughs> piece it all piece it all together. Like, wait a minute, where did this come from? You know, like yeah. you're, you play, play, play a game of Clue in your mind almost to go backwards and yeah, it's uh, it's it's a fun game. I'll tell you that. Oh, delightful! <laughs> ten out of ten. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, um, shall we get the show on the road and start talking about resolutions and all that? I think we shall. I mean, I'm excited because I don't know if people, you know, would resonate or understand what ADHD is kind of all about. But it's kind of like if somebody came up and without your consent like injected you with like a really pronounced boredom mixed with like untold indecision and restless legs so Mm -hmm. the fact that i have a very clear task to take part in for the next hour is um is thrilling I'm, i'm happy to set sail nice and it's like one of those tasks that you can't not be present for you actually like because it's a conversation you can't just like go down different sidetracks and get you know worm down different rabbit holes and whatnot you kind of just have to like actually be here and so it's kind of good for people like us who are just like very easily distracted by shiny objects yeah exactly space cadet syndrome where you're just like yeah. off in space right but yeah you're, you're actually i mean I, i've kind of embellished the ADHD side of things a little bit just for dramatic effect, but all joking aside, you are really on point uh, when you're talking about, it is hugely helpful for me right now to be like hyper engaged and focused on the task, listening intently, mm-hmm. and you know, with, with the understanding that I'm going to be responding to certain things. Yeah. It's, I find ADHD in general, it's only, um, or it's more pronounced when you're on your own, mm-hmm. you know, running your own, um, the captain of your own ship um and it's really helpful when you can kind of sort of take a break and uh and head in another direction for a second so mm-hmm. anyways let us get to it uh, no more freaking ship metaphors. <laughs> people are already I just like wasn't acknowledging them i was like I know. No, Chris, this has got to stop i can't i can't encourage you anymore I, I understand that. I mean, I, I, even the last one was like almost like frighteningly involuntary. Like I don't even, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that says. That metaphor. You just, it just yeah, came. I didn't want like it. That. So yeah. I think probably the, the, the place to start, I guess, is not really to talk about necessarily, well, we can talk about resolutions more um, concretely throughout the episode. But I guess the appropriate place to start is to ask you, Allison, uh, what is it about resolutions that makes you anxious? Uh, For me, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on January 1st because I do get like this burst of energy to suddenly like change my life on January 1st. And as someone who has depression and particularly like 
um, cyclical seasonal depression that gets worse in the winters. Um, it's sort of like, oh, you know, like I have this like beautiful <laughs> burst of energy and it's great. And where's this been all my life and blah, blah, blah. And so I feel very motivated to like capitalize on that, you know, that light that I feel. But then, of course, you know, it's all kind of a mirage and it all starts to fade away. And then I'm left with my list of eight to nine impossible resolutions, failing at each of them within the first like week or two. And then it just becomes kind of like a little bit of like a shame spiral where I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, well, I didn't go to the gym that day, so I guess I'm not going to the gym for the rest of the year because I'm a failure. You know, it's like... And I better eat a bag of chips, too, and, you know... (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like you start to make it mean a lot about the kind of person you are, and, like, one failure starts to feel kind of, like, apocalyptic and, like, you don't... You shouldn't even try the other things, and so it kind of becomes one of those things that um, it's it's like it almost makes it worse that you make a resolution to do to do it on January 1st because it feels like there's like a moral failing associated with right. it sometimes. Yeah. The first thing that really occurs to me is that I just didn't really get enough apocalyptic this year. So I think <laughs> we should try and make sure that next year is just even more apocalyptic. Oh um, yeah. Up it, yeah. Amp it up. I mean, amp hey, up, yeah. mutant strain. So we're getting there. <laughs> I don't want to tempt fate at all. So I am going to publicly declare that I want 2021 to be better and not at all like the previous year. Just putting that on record there in case a transcript, you know, in case Makes a little transcript. up to the simulator of the universe. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I was looking for the right words and you you actually nailed them. So um, one thing I did want to say about kind of the way you were talking about that, it, it really reminds me that so much of the anxiety around resolutions is not, is really just ensuring that you're not setting yourself up for failure, right? I mean, yeah. the biggest mistake that I see with, with resolutions, but at least just in talking to friends and what they're aiming for for the year and so on and so forth, is that they're preparing for a sprint when it's really a marathon, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, you know, so surprise, surprise, um, six weeks into the year when you're burned out, it's because you you were had a marathon in front of you, but you ran at full speed, right? So yeah. it's really, but for me, really just about like not getting ahead of myself. Like that. that's why I frame it really as, again, this, I, I, I can't help but bring the metaphor back, right? But like the lighthouses, right? Like just make sure that you're 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 using your resolutions to stay on course, but they're not um, not even necessarily like right in front of you all the time. Just like something in the distance to be like, yeah, okay, I'm still heading in the right direction. Like that's the way it needs to be for me, because otherwise I will jump out of the gate and and kind of do the like you know the the, the old famous um, tale of like the the tortoise and the hare, right? And like the hair just sort of like knows they have the speed and they're, they're going to go crazy and, and whatever. And, and ultimately the slow and steady approach wins. I am atrocious at slow and steady. I don't do it well, but somewhere in between the approach of the hair, like going quick and stopping, going quick and stopping and the tortoise continuing each day is mm-hmm. the right approach for me as it relates to actually achieving resolutions. And this, 
this, by the way, I don't mean this just from like a strictly business standpoint. I mean, it's like personal, professional, really in all aspects, you know, so it's like the book we bring up a lot, Atomic Habits, right? Like if your goal is to get back into exercise, then you really shouldn't be saying, I'm going to start by going to the gym every single day in January. You should start by saying, you know, I'm going to start by getting myself a pair of running shoes that I really like and, and go for a walk around the block, right? And then you, you once you've developed the habit, then you build in the more difficult aspects of it. And I also, I was listening to a podcast recently I think it's like Brene Brown's podcast mm-hmm. and they, she had on Dak Shepard and Tim Ferriss on the show and Tim Ferriss was talking about like cold therapy and whatever. And it was just talking about like, it, yeah, at first it's like, it's horrible. Like, of course you, you hate it with your whole being, but um, you know, eventually it becomes routinized in something you strive for. And if you started by hopping into that cold tub for, 12 minutes, you would get hypothermia and like, you know, like die. Right. So it's all about like slow, consistent exposure, you know, towards the goals, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's the problem is we sort of set up this sort of like perfectionist fantasy of like what we're going to be able to magically accomplish starting day one. Like, exactly. And not to mention like day one, you most likely have a hangover if you're, you know, a a human being who consumes alcohol who's over the age of 25, then um, you'll like Or under. Yeah, true. Um, I was just more talking about, like, the reckless abandon with which you will get a hangover almost no matter what when you've passed the age of 25, you know? Yeah, no, I gotcha. Yeah, we're on the same page there. Yeah. So you have all this energy for, you know, January 1st and starting off the new year on a good foot, but then you literally start in a bad mindset a lot of the time because you're like, oh, my head hurts, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and it's just not a good look, you know? So I think that's one thing. It's like, it almost sets you up for a little bit of failure. Um, Yeah, Especially if you set goals that are like a little bit too ambitious, that's like, I'm going to run five miles every day, you know, like, unless you're already a runner who's regularly running like, you know, three miles a day, like five days a week, that's probably too much of a jump. You know what I mean? You have to do something that's like a jump that is within the wheelhouse of possibility. You have to, it has to be something that's either like, easy-ish but it becomes impressive over the um the repetition you know what I mean like it has to be something that's like okay yeah on a given day it's not so much of a leap for you to do this but over the course of a year it becomes more and more important more and more gives you more and more returns you know so I think it's one of those things where you just you have to start at that that initial step and you can't just try to jump all the way to being the marathon runner a hundred percent i think that's like probably the key point really is is that you need to make sure you're not setting yourself up for failure right from day one and that means giving yourself a mixture of goals that you know some which are just going to be pretty attainable some might be loftier but you don't want to give yourself a situation where you have like eight resolutions and all of them are you know out of this world difficult and i think also when i look back on 2020 like 
I, I also want to make sure that not every single goal I have is outcome based. You know, it, it shouldn't be, this is the amount of money I'm looking to make, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Like there should be some goals that it's like some goals that are really, you know, they probably have, they need to have some outcome element to make sure you they're attainable. But like, let's say that one of my resolutions was to, you know, I realized that in 2020 that um, probably the most important thing I have are relationships and the people around me, which is the truth. And one of my goals is to um, reach out to, I don't know, reach out to a friend, uh, an old friend every once a month to, to rekindle mm-hmm. something or whatever it is. There'll have to be some outcome, but make sure it's just not like, it's not that oppressive um, cloud uh, up above over you. Like I, I often think about the the resolutions that I want to set for myself should be like, kind of like, a, um, you know, like kind of like holding up a, a carrot for a horse, right? Like you want to, like they want to be enticing and you're, you want your goals to sort of like naturally beckon you to be like, yeah, you got this. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want, you don't want your, your um, resolutions to be the, the things that you'd rather have locked up in the cupboard, you know, and they're, they're making you feel like you're the ultimate failure. And the other thing that I think was really a good point that you mentioned is just that yeah, these goals need to reflect who you are. Um, the biggest thing I think as it relates to resolutions and anxiety is like, let's not pretend that you're going to wake up on January 1st, this like unicorn human being, you know, who has like nothing, nothing's wrong anymore. You're not, uh, you're not anxious. You're, you're just jam packed with motivation and you will be for 365 days. Like that's just not the reality. I was mentioning this quote to you before we even started recording, which is like that, the old adage of like, wherever you go, there you are. Right. Um, I've lived abroad a number of times as have you. And I always saw people who, thought that they were going to move abroad and change their life, but it turns out like they bring their old habits with them, right? Wherever you go, Mm -hmm. there you are. And I think that's true for resolutions as it relates to, you know, and anxiety. And I think that's part of this podcast in general, right? Is like accepting we've done whatever, 35 episodes, however many episodes now. And each one of those episodes is just saying, yeah, this is um, probably part of me that I would rather not have to contend with, but it's still part of me, right? And, you know, if you and I made resolutions that had no bearing on anything we said so far on this podcast, then we failed ourselves already, right? Yeah, well, I think I'm starting to think about something kind of the actual, the actually, there's a difference between setting goals and setting resolutions, right? And Fair I enough, think, yeah. I think goals are a little more outcome-based, right? Because sure. you usually set a goal to have an outcome, not to like, I'm going to do this action. But like, you can only get to the outcome through actions, of course. But resolutions, right. I think the successful ones are action-based, right? Because like if your resolution is like, you know... Uh, Be kind. I yeah, know. yeah. Or like, you know, lose 15 pounds or like, uh, you know, maybe maybe your metabolism just like doesn't work in a way where it's easy for you to lose weight. Maybe you can lose like 10 pounds and then that kind of is like the limit of what your body can healthily do without like you really starting to like harm your body by trying Mm -hmm. to whittle your body away in a way that's not natural for you, you know, and things like, Oh, my business, I want to make, you know, X amount of money. You can have a year like 2020. So I think resolutions for them to be successful should focus more on like actions and things you can control. Like, yeah, don't just say like be fit, you know, like you can't really control that. I mean, you can, but like, you know, what's your definition of fitness and like, how will you know that you're fit? It's more like, 
I want to be able to, I want to, you know, lift weights twice a week. And eventually, you know, I want to lift this weight at this number. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's exactly. more helpful than sort of just almost like trying to define, like create, like a draw a new personality for yourself, you know, a new blueprint of who you are. I think that's kind of if that's where resolutions start to become kind of punitive where you're like almost shaming yourself for not already being that person and then you're like let me become this person through shaming myself into doing things because I'm not the person I already want to be you know what I mean yeah 100 percent. and I think that's a it's an important distinction to make but you're you're right like it wouldn't make sense to have a resolution that said like become fit, it would be much better to have a resolution that was something like um, build walking into my life, you know, like start uh, making sure I'm walking regularly and then say, you know, give yourself a goal of like start with, you know, going for a walk two times a week or whatever it is. Of course, it's going to be relative to where you were before, but, you know, you want to make sure your goals are, uh, your your resolutions um, are are attainable in some way. And so, yeah, there has to be some, some outcome there. So you can just judge if you're living up to that, but you want to make sure that it's not just like a horrible uphill climb because that's, that's the biggest uh, hurdle. If if anything's become evident during the recording of this podcast, it's like shame plays such a huge role in the way that we're thinking about ourselves. And if you provide a whole bunch of resolutions that are just shame ammo, you know, like it's yeah. just a dangerous game to play. So you like you, you kind of you kind of want to make sure that you're giving yourself the ammunition and not not, you know, providing shame a barracks of ammunition. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I think resolutions can easily become just like target practice for whatever bad things you already believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you make these, quote, resolutions kind of expecting yourself and setting yourself up to fail and then you use it as proof to be like yeah you know I'm just the kind of person who just doesn't do this you know and you start to make it about who you are you know versus like what you do and I I feel like that's something also that kind of um the author of Atomic Habits talks about yeah James Clare I think he also talks about how we start to to view our failures as like confirming who we are as a person, as opposed to like building up little wins and little successes that then enable you to make a change in your life. Don't you think that's part of the reason that you and I struggled so much this year? Because we associated our, like it was very difficult for both of us to separate a lack of like success as like you being a piece of shit, basically, you know what I mean? Like you you didn't, you didn't see the success you thought you were going to have, which was Mm -hmm. when you would look at it objectively, totally out of our hands. I mean, there was, Mm -hmm. nobody could have predicted this or whatever. And yet it was really difficult to shut off that voice that was just telling me like, Oh, well, like, you know, look, look, look at that number. That number doesn't reflect what you you want to be, or look at this, look at that. And, And then and then the real difficulty is you getting out of that mind frame because you start like whatever the opposite of rose colored glasses is, that's what you can mm-hmm. have if you don't sort of get out of that and think in a larger picture. And that's where something like resolutions 
actually are really helpful is to back away from those micro details and look more on the macro and, and just look at, okay, so what am I doing well? Well, I'm more reflective this year. Or, you know, I learned a lot about myself because like it's that, um, I don't know why I'm just like expression McGee this episode, but like all of these are coming, <laughs> all of these are coming back to me in uh, droves, but there's like the, of course the expression like you can't, you can't make a diamond without pressure. That's the way that I'm reframing 2020 is, you know, that, that ultimately I'm going to look back and think, I, I certainly don't want to do that again. Let's be perfectly clear there. Um, but I also know that I learned some important things and none of those important things that I learned had anything to do with, um, you know, money necessarily. There were, there were bigger goals. There were bigger uh, learnings, I should say, that I think will I'll carry with me really closely. Like I think I have a better conception of who I am and who I want to be. And if anything, you know, this year where all of my goals around business pretty much went up in flames, um, I also feel like I I got a better conception that business goals aren't everything. And in some cases, anything, (laughs) Yeah, you know, but there's something bigger at play. Yeah. yeah, and like, and like the, the I don't want to go on. Uh, to, I want to make sure I give you a second here, but I just was the last thing I wanted to say about that. Really, is just that there is uh, like this is the classic tenet of stoicism, right? And it's like almost like the the once we accept that we really have less control over things than we do, that's really when you're better able to react to the things that are presented to you because you're not even surprised anymore, right? Like you're not even, it doesn't even occur, like something absolutely bizarre happens. And instead of being like, okay, who do I get to blame for this? Um, who do I assign blame to? Probably a bit for me, a bit for them, a bit for, you know, all of these, you just sort of say, well, this, this occurred. And uh, it's really just about what I can do today and tomorrow. Of course, you know, this is, that's probably one of those sentences where somebody wants to reach through their headphones and punch me in the throat because it sounds a little too simplistic, but it is in the end true. When you're, when you're reflecting on the year and like looking to where you want to be in the coming year, I think it's also important to like take a quick second and also look at like, well, what did you do this year? And like, you know, don't use this as, you know, ammunition (laughs) to flagellate yourself, but like, Literally, like anyone who's listening to this podcast, it'll be released, I believe, New Year's Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're listening to that podcast on New Year's Eve, you made it through 2020. You know, that is a fucking feat. Everyone deserves a party, although no one can come to your party, <laughs> yeah. but <laughs> have a party for yourself because this has been, I think, the most challenging year that anyone can ever experience it's more challenging than anyone can ever expect to live through. And hopefully we'll never have a year more challenging than this. I think just objectively everyone can agree that this year has been extremely difficult and challenging. And while some people may have had like some bright spots in the year, like maybe they, you know, had a child or got married or had something, there was no one who escaped this year being like, yeah, that was great. I really just, really did great this year you know what i mean like yeah 100 except maybe like fucking jeff bezos but you know yeah well we don't we don't 
we don't speak of him. We don't, yeah, we don't stand Jeff Bezos here. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and then, and, and I think really, if you did have a good year, it's because you're either like just not paying attention to the world, you have no empathy, and you're like a giant narcissist, or I don't know. I mean, I still see some people who are continuing to travel and just do this, that, and the other, and and all I can really worry about at this point is just what um what can I do that's uh, for myself to, to make things better for myself. And then just obviously with this podcast and a few other things, just trying to do my part to um, share an observation here or there and, and hopefully make a positive impact. I think when I look at this year, I think about, it's not even like this notion of like, um, like oh, you have to be resilient or whatever, this, that, and the other. I just think about it like kind of the way that you think about it, which is that this year was, fucking horrible. I mean, let's just call a spade a mm-hmm. spade, but I don't think the suffering that went on this year was for nothing. You know, um, with, with all, obviously with all due respect to all the people who, you know, passed away and lost their lives. I, I, um, you know, obviously that's, that's uh, not something I'm glossing over, but, but I, at the same time too, I think, you know, the best way that I can conceptualize it is that this all happened and it's horrible, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that I internalize some of these lessons, the important lessons of what I learned this year through struggle and strife and try Mm -hmm. to bring that with me into the new year. Yeah. I think that's, that's key. I think, I think at the end we should uh, celebrate what we learned this year and uh, you know, what we're, we're proud of for the year instead of for the last week, but we can do that in a bit. Um, But just, I, I think that would be a nice way to cap it off. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like, I think this has been a incredibly challenging year for everyone, but I think there's something that everyone can take away from it. And even if it's just like, I'm stronger than I thought, or even if someone, or even I'm not as strong as I thought, but I can still do this. You know what I mean? Like that's still quite a lot. That's the fact that you can get through this year is a lot, you know, and that's, that's really powerful. And I think it shows so much resilience. And um, I think that's like, that's enough. Like that is enough in and of itself. Like the fact that you got through this year, whoever you are, dear listener, um, you know, the fact that you got through this year, like that is enough. That's like end of sentence. You did it. That's an incredible feat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think on that note, um, let's just see. Do you have any resolutions this year, Chris? I'm curious. So I, I don't have any concrete resolutions yet. And that's simply because I have not given myself the mental reprieve necessary to like really sit down and think about what it is I need to, you know, next year look like. Of course, just kind of based on the what I was mentioning at the start of the episode, I've really done that thousands of times this year, but I haven't sat down to put all of that together in my brain. Um, and that's just because I have a few last things that I have to wrap up from a work perspective before I can shift into that mindset. And mm-hmm. so really, that's it really just looks like probably 48 hours more work. Um, and then I have some exercises that I'm going to go through to kind of review um, review all my tasks that I was hoping to do. And, and different. I'm, I'm basically going to, it's going to be like a like a 10 hour sort of uh, exercise that I'm going to go through and, and get some clarity through. So I'm, 
I'm waiting for a day when I don't feel like I have to be working and, and tying up loose ends. And I'm just going to really dedicate that day to, to getting there. Um, I definitely have a really good conception of, you know, if, if I was put on the spot and, you know, it might even be a case where you share your resolutions and I have some clarity on what I want them to be. But um, I kind of feel like I'm almost there. Like, if you asked me to write a test about my resolutions, I'd probably pass. But uh, I have, you know, a little bit more studying to do, if that makes sense, before I feel like I can get there. And I don't know, I feel like I have a really strong internal feeling about me uh, around this kind of stuff. It's entirely possible that the reason I feel a little bit of like um, antsiness, like a little bit of more ADHD sort of side of things than I'm used to is because I haven't done that yet and i know that i'm kind of two days away from spending this huge amount of time reflecting on what next year needs to look like that's probably you know almost certainly why i feel that way so um Mm -hmm. in some ways i i feel like there's sort of like an internal mechanism that's like i guess whatever that feeling would have been in prehistoric times and it was like go to the cave chris you know like i feel like (laughs) that's that voice whatever you want to call that, that guiding voice is telling me to go to the caves. So uh, I don't have any um, explicit and concrete resolutions, but if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, you have gotten there. Um, and I don't know if you want to share that based on kind of what I did or didn't share, but um, I'd love to hear where you're at with your resolutions. Yeah. So I've decided to make one resolution this year because I think it's, probably the best way to ensure that like I actually uh, follow through on it and don't let everything else slip. I think if I make it one thing, I'm kind of have to commit to doing it. Whereas like if I make it multiple things, it's like being at a restaurant and you can't choose. It's like, yeah. no, I just we don't have, have problems with that thing. though often, right? We don't have problems No, not at that. all. No, definitely not. Um <laughs> No tasting menu for me today. Just one. Just one choice. It's the menu of the day. Okay. Please, please see. I'm anxious about restaurants for yeah. more information. Yeah. That's a great episode. You should listen to that if you uh, are bored over the holidays. Um, but uh, I am going to meditate every day. And I haven't exactly decided um, if I'm going to put like, you know, a time cap on it, like how I'm going to quantify it. But I'm going to do it every day. I think I might put like the minimum at five minutes and then try to like work my way up to 20. Mm -hmm. I was originally like start at 20 because I wanted it to be something that was like challenging enough to provide results kind of, you know. Um, But for me, I think it's one of those things that will kind of have a ripple effect, you know. And so I think it's one of those like resolutions that kind of hides other resolutions inside of it, like a little bit of like a matryoshka doll kind of situation where like I need to be more comfortable like sitting with my emotions you know I'm very reactive and very repressive in other ways and I need to get better at sitting with my negative emotions and experiences and so I feel like that's one thing meditation will help me do is just like learning how to like sit with sadness learning how to sit with anger learning how to sit with anxiety and so yeah I'm gonna start my, I guess my minimum sort of acceptable time would be a five minute meditation every day. I'm going to do guided meditations um, with my app. I use Simple Habit. And uh, yeah, 
gonna start with five minutes and then just kind of see where it goes. But I think it's something there is no reason besides forgetting that I can't meditate every day for five minutes. Like there's actually, there's nothing, even with my current limitations, there is no reason I can't do that. You know what I mean? It's something that is completely accessible to me and only I can get in my own way. Like it's not like, you know, if I aim to run a marathon and then I pull a muscle, you know what I mean? Like it's not one of those kinds of goals. It's something that only I can get in my own way. So it's kind of like a willpower thing because that's something... I truly struggle with is making promises to myself that I keep. And so I think showing up for myself daily and proving that I can actually like commit to something to myself, I think will also have sort of a ripple effect on what I do. Yeah. I think you're so on the money. I don't even know where to start. It's just like you, that, that's exactly right. You're, you're really correct about the idea of building out, you know, meditation into your daily life. It, makes it it is that ripple effect because of the willpower element of like getting that done but also because you you do start to really slow down your thoughts a lot Mm -hmm. um there's no question i'm a more calm and deliberate person than i used to be i meditate almost every day i mean it would would be an anomaly if i didn't meditate the day sometimes i meditate more than once a day um i'll often do like five minutes in the morning and then sometimes I'm just not in the zone or I don't quite have it. And 10 minutes of meditation will, will save the rest of the day. I mm-hmm. also would mention to folks who might be turned away from meditation or whatever, and to you as well, Allison, not that I'm the premier expert in meditation by any means, but meditation, I think that the biggest thing to know about it is like, it's not, it's not just the the sitting in the chair with your back arched and your eyes softly closed. It's also like sometimes you're going to be like, there's nothing I want to do less than that. And you can do some walking meditation. And I bet you Simple Habit has some walking meditation. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful. Yeah. And and um, like swimming, for example. Like I know in Brittany Brown's episode, like she was talking to Tim Ferriss. She's like, I'm terrible at meditation. And he was like, what what do you do? And she's like, well, I swim every day and I get into this zone where I can't lapse. One, 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 two, 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 two. He's like, that's meditation. So it's even about just broadening the horizon a little bit as somebody who like probably is like the quintessential, like this guy is never going to meditate a person. Um, I've gotten much better. And I, even just like after a couple, and then now it's like, I've been a couple of years of practice. I'm able to like get a, um, a much more profound effect on like to the level of relaxation and um separation i'm able to achieve almost from my like mind and body like i don't want to get too like woo woo with this (laughs) but like but uh, last week for example like i just i knew i wasn't going to sleep well and i just put down my yoga mat on the ground in my office and like meditated for like like a guided meditation for like 12 minutes or whatever and like i could feel energy flowing through my body and like it was really it was really Chris are you sure you're not from California I don't know (laughs) I I mean I yeah exactly I don't know is is this where I get my um is my California passport in the mail because of this tangent or it might be it might be along with your surfboard Okay, well, I don't have access to surfing right away, but as when the passport comes, maybe I can make it my, my way to California. But I, I guess what I'm trying to communicate before I went into the to the woo woo uh, business is like, 
meditation can look like so many different things. I think that's a brilliant goal for the new year. And if anyone's listening and trying to explore meditation, like just find the way that works for you. Um, the biggest mistake people make is is thinking that it's this like it's this one thing where you sit with your eyes closed and this, that, and the other. Like, there's so many different strategies that can speak to different people in different ways. So mm-hmm. find different things that work for you and also yeah. understand that like the stakes are pretty low. There's one meditation on, uh, on the 10% app that I use where it's like literally like it's like a one minute like like basically calm the fuck down meditation. <laughs> and it's literally just a minute of like deep breaths, but like let's calm it down. And it's like, it's amazing what you can do in 60 seconds when you when you pause like that so yeah all that to say kudos to you on that i think that's a wonderful goal thank you and yeah i'm not placing any any judgment on it presence is the only um is the only indicator like completing the action like i'm not being like oh that that didn't count because like i didn't really like get lost in it no if i sit if i sit there and i don't turn off the meditation and I, I'm listening to it and I'm not, you know, doing something else on my phone, but I'm actually just sitting and listening to it, even if I can't, you know, let my thoughts kind of go and pay attention to what they're saying. Even if I'm, you know, spazzing about my head the whole time, that still counts. I'm, yeah. you know, that I'm giving myself credit for that. So I'm just trying to make it as like, as forgiving as possible, because yeah, normally I use uh, resolutions to just, you know flagellate Crucify away yeah. my favorite thing you know yeah. we're really into like medieval ways of i was gonna say apparently. yeah were we, were <laughs> we medieval torturers? <laughs> i think we were medieval torturers in our past life i think that's like that could that be... would explain my karma <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh that was well played that was well played thank you thank you i'll be here all week <laughs> well, that, that's, that's great um and if you ever want to chat more about that i mean you know who to talk to right i mean like sometimes literally i think once you get once that becomes as natural as brushing your teeth or whatever like sometimes it's like just like you'll you know you need to do the dishes and you just throw on something or get into that zone or whatever um i know uh, again like dan harris who wrote that book 10 percent happier he talks about like he would just do these mini meditations like he'd be on a plane and there'd be nothing better to do he just you know get into meditation mode, right? Like that's kind of where you can take it. And I still have a lot to learn, but it's, um, it's exciting. And I will say I listen to an ungodly amount of like entrepreneurial podcasts and that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a, uh, like it's not by chance that so many people who are just seemed like, and this is not a success thing, just these people that seem to have great grasp over who they are and what they should be doing. I don't think it's uh, an accident that they're big meditators as well. And I probably not. Yeah. And I wouldn't, and I also would hesitate to say like, I'm not suggesting that meditation leads to success in some sort of like financial or business sense. I I'm mentioning like the, the, the biggest factor is that it helps you be at peace. I know myself a lot better now and uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm better able to observe um, and, uh, and sort of, put myself back together before I melt down. Whereas before I'm not sure if I would be able to, to gather all the pieces in time, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Totally. Alrighty. So I think we already kind of did our, um, our tips in the, the content of the episode, mm-hmm. but just summarizing, um, it helps to pick, uh, action oriented resolutions as opposed to, to outcome oriented ones like 
You know, don't try to be a different person. If you really want to set a resolution, make it an action, uh, something that you wish you would do more often and use the, you know, the excitement of January 1st, maybe get you started building the habit. And also, you know, set a easy goal for yourself. And I don't, I, I'm already hesitating as I'm saying easy. Mm-hmm. Don't, what I mean is don't over exert, maybe pick one or two things in your life that you really, really want to focus on first. And you can always, there's nothing magical about January 1st. You can always add resolutions into your year at any exactly. other time. It's just an arbitrary date. But if you are trying to set a resolution this year, don't set yourself up for failure by January 3rd. Pick something that you can get started on right away, build up some success with, feel good about. And then if you really need to add something more, you can. And also there is no like morality to failing to keep your resolution. Exactly. You know, don't use that as like a cudgel against yourself to be like, you know, I can never do anything right. I can't keep anything promises to myself. Like, you know, don't use it to confirm a belief about yourself that doesn't serve you to keep thinking. You know, you can just accept that, you know, on this one day you didn't meet your goal and then try again the next day. If it's something that's important to you, there's no reason why like breaking a quote like streak really matters. Like it might have been the best thing for you to do on that day to rest. Maybe that mm-hmm. rest will let you be able to continue on, you know, yeah. so. Exactly Don't get right. too like hopped up on the high of perfectionism, basically. A dangerous drug. It is. Yeah. Drug. And perfect perfect isn't the goal or or reality. And that's why I'm like so big on the idea of like the resolutions you make for the future shouldn't just be strange, you know, condemnation of your past. You know, like you shouldn't yeah. look at how you failed in 2020 and say, Well, I'm gonna perfect all of those failings. I think what you did is smart is just saying like, well, what's one thing that I can do, which would have an effect on my whole, my whole being and my whole life. Right. Like think about, I think that's a really, I'm actually going to use this when I make my own resolutions to be honest (laughs) with you, but is I think these, these things which permeate our whole being, right. And, and speak to the kind of person we want to be. And honestly, like things which, which are beyond business and personal and professional and all these boundaries like there's no question in my mind that meditating every day is going to help you in all aspects of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. So one yeah. of the things in the same way that like walking every day could or whatever right. it will be, but I, I think that's a really important tip to sort of underline at the very end of this is like create a resolution, your resolutions that have, um, you know, a really strong potential ripple effect and yeah. see what those ripples are, but do yourself a favor and just spend the first little bit observing the ripples as opposed to wondering why there aren't more. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes little ripples actually end up being big ripples. Um, I can't help myself with this metaphor, but like splashing the pond creates ripples, but they're only temporary. Okay. I did it. Um, I thought you were going to go into like a tsunami and I was like, calm it down, Chris. Calm no, it down. I actually, I actually think that metaphor holds like the idea of like, you just like respect the ripples as they are. Don't create splashes that don't need to be splashed because the ripples are only temporary. I said it quickly, but once I said it, I was like, you know what? I should have slowed down and, and doubled down on that. That actually makes some sense. All right. All righty. You're like, well, I'm not confirming that Chris, because yeah, uh, I told you to stop. Neither confirming nor denying. Uh, <laughs> no comment. Plead the fifth. Uh, Chris, 
let us go into our final segment about back padding, but let's make it for the entire year. What are you patting yourself on the back for in the shit show that was 2020? Yeah, so this is definitely one where um, I was counting on you giving me three and a half minutes no, of time. No, but no, this is why I asked you first. I know, I know you did. So what am I patting myself on the back for? I actually think I, I already kind of know the things I'm patting myself on the back for. Um, for one, I'm patting myself on the back for actually trying to, uh, as opposed to judging myself, trying to understand myself. I think I had a probably a narrow picture before this year of somebody who was kind of permanently positive and always upbeat and all that kind of stuff. And I'm still that person, but I don't have to be ashamed of the fact that I'm not always that person. That was a huge learning for me. I'm not sure at the start of 2020, if you had told me at a podcast about anxiety that I wouldn't be filled with shame to publicly admit that I sometimes struggle in that way. So Mm -hmm. the fact that when we were talking throughout the year, I suddenly kind of became open to this idea and then we moved forward and created something. And now we have this community and this podcast and stuff. I think that was all a part of like, I think I was forced to break down into parts and sort of build myself back up in a lot of ways. And, you know, it's, it's not the process I wanted to go through, but I'm patting myself on the back for actually giving myself a little bit of grace and kindness throughout the process. I feel like when I look back on the year, I had some tough days, but I also showed a lot of resilience. And I'm not sure I understood how much I had in the in the tank. The other thing that I'm really patting myself on the back for is that I, I wasn't just focused on getting through this on my own, but I I think I was pretty good at making sure that I checked in on other people and made sure that they've knew that I cared about them and was thinking about them. And that probably also in some way leads to this podcast where we're trying to do something here, um, which hopefully helps people. And I don't, I, we don't, you know, we have a community, which it seems to suggest that people are enjoying what we're doing. And at least like, you know, when we look at the download numbers and things like that, without getting too specific, it, it seems like people are into what we're doing. And, and I hope that translates into, helping other people through difficult times. So I'm patting myself on the back for not just observing my own difficulties and putting myself back together, but then figuring out how I put myself back together and how I managed to wake up each day and how I managed to, you know, hopefully become a more complete and better person and then try to share some of that with other people in a way that doesn't come across as, you know, strange and preachy right like just Mm -hmm. literally you know that approach of like reaching a hand across as opposed to condemning you know other people um and pointing about what they aren't you know i mean more like just just offering a hand and being like hey i'm here um yeah so i guess that's really what i'm patting myself on the back for i think when i look back on the entire year it feels like a lifetime um it, it feels literally like a lifetime, but I also kind of feel like, you know, like those books, Animorphs, where it's like the, the, I don't know if you know the Animorphs series, and this is probably like the most ridiculous parallel I've drawn, but on the cover of these like Animorphs books, it's like this basically like- hearing a lot of feedback on the background. Is something going on? Yeah, my cat's taking a shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I almost feel like we should keep this in. (laughs) I I think we probably should. I mean, this- 
doesn't this fit the end of your episode? He like never really learned how to use the litter box terribly well. So he like hops in, hops out, pokes his head in, throws some <laughs> gravel around. I was like, is like, is there a poltergeist in there? Like banging doors? Is there like a construction situation? <laughs> yeah. It's just go to. Yeah, so uh, to 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 tap into my like last strange parallel, like there's this there's books called Animorphs where on the front cover there's like this human looking person, like they transform into something else, some other animal. It's like a really bizarre series, and it was like for kids and, and kind of fun. But there's the point I'm trying to draw is like I feel like the last year has been a metamorphosis of sorts, um, not from like cartoon child into animal <laughs> as for the cover of Animorphs, and but. Not, uh human into cockroach as per uh kafka yes no not that either it's a more highbrow reference and yes. my english skills but, a little yes yes <laughs> I, I i i hear that reference to metamorphosis i have read uh, that book but the point i'm trying to draw is, is just that i feel like it was not an easy transformation and it's going to be ongoing you know for forever that's okay i'm okay with that that's why it's a daily battle but at the same time too I, I, I'm, I'm grateful for the lessons that I now understand with greater clarity. So nice. that's what I'm patting myself on the back for. Um, you know, I hope I didn't go too long with that, but I guess I usually go, um, about, uh, kind of like half that time on the answers for the things I'm patting myself on the back for. So I guess if I go with that measure, really, I had, you know, I could have gone 52 times as long. I could have gone the full hour right on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you very well could have i have seen your facebook statuses i know what you're capable of <laughs> oh man yeah so uh that is enough about uh me um i would love to hear what you're patting yourself on the back for and i think this is probably the perfect way that we can end um the year of podcasting together which has been at least from my end um enormously fruitful and if you don't um uh, if you don't share that back, it's been proven for you too. I'm just going to resent you forever. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> it has been lovely. Um, yeah, in all seriousness, this was a really challenging year, obviously. And I let myself sink into a really, really deep, dark hole pretty much from like March as soon as we canceled our celebration in Brazil and came back home early from our trip. And uh, all the way up until like middle of May, about two months, I was just horribly depressed. Couldn't do much of anything. We did start the podcast during that time. But other than that, I was literally just like playing Sims in a desperate attempt to get back to like a 15 year old mental simplicity and look at you like this is what people do people get up they cook they they, they, yeah. draw. <laughs> they go to work yeah. they have me. structure they have routine <laughs> my sim doesn't sleep 18 hours a day it's the strangest thing <laughs> she pees herself sometimes but other than that <laughs> you're like no comment yeah <laughs> so um i'm just proud of myself for kind of getting out of that pit of despair. Um, I tried to pivot a lot and, you know, working in the travel blogging industry, obviously I didn't have much choice. Um, I started a lot of businesses this year. I started at least five ideas 
and three are still going and are what I would consider successful and two I just binned because they made me miserable. And that's fine because they weren't giving me joy and it wasn't worth working on and I invested a little bit of time, a little bit of money into it and then decided I would rather die than photograph <laughs> what I eat constantly. It's miserable. I hate food blogging. And I love cooking. Absolutely love cooking. Adore eating. Hate taking photos of the food that I cook there and styling go. it. Um, so I kind of figured out what was working for me, what wasn't working. And um, I invested a lot into uh, my various businesses, despite having a lot of fear. And one thing I've always struggled with, and I don't know where this comes from, because I'm an incredibly privileged person who's had, you know, financial privilege, white privilege, all my life, I have a lot of scarcity mentality that I've been working through. And of course, in a year like 2020, when you do literally have scarcity because ain't no one traveling this year, um, you know, you're kind of faced with that. But for some reason, I think actually coming face to face with scarcity helps me realize that A, scarcity isn't the terrifying golem that I thought it was mm -hmm. and like that I actually can thrive even in times of scarcity. I can succeed yeah despite it, but also that most of the time when I imagine a lot of scarcity, it's actually not there. Um, it's more of a mental construct and something I'm working through. So I'm proud of myself. I definitely could have pumped the brakes on investing in my businesses and just like pinched pennies and decided not to grow and to just kind of try to like mitigate loss instead of investing in future earnings. But I was lucky enough to end 2019 on a really positive note financially. So I had the privilege of having this year be one where I could afford to invest in my business, even though like every fiber of my being was screaming like, no, hoard it, hoard it. <laughs> and um, this is also a year that I started sort of like investing in some self-care, like I begun therapy and have been doing uh, some work on improving, um, you know, myself, my relationships, uh, just general life things. So I think that I kind of hit a rock bottom and I'm, I'm still kind of bouncing around that rock bottom. It's like kind of like a pinball machine where I'm just like hitting the walls and then I hit the bottom and then I hit the walls and then I go up a little and then hit the bottom. I'm thinking a very strange pinball machine where it's like <laughs> the bottom is somehow also a flipper and I never go down the hole, but you know, follow me with this metaphor. Okay. <laughs> um, I haven't tilted, I guess is what I'm trying there to say. There you go. There going. it is. There's the completion of the metaphor. I love it. <laughs> See how I support your metaphors? I expect reciprocal behavior. <laughs> but give me fresh metaphors. We can't just keep riding the same boat all day. Okay, Chris? All right? <laughs> Did you just use a metaphor to slam the metaphor that I use too often? That was that was pretty ingenious. Did I? Yeah, you said, I, That was subconscious. You said the, you can't keep using the same boat all the time. Like, uh, like try, or floating the same boat. I don't know. It sounded like that to me, but maybe I'm just too, maybe I'm just too eager to anchor myself to that. 
Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, on that note, I think we should uh, reprieve our listeners of your horrifying metaphors now. They're well, delightful. I first, love them. <laughs> so, yeah. so first, um, and you're going to hear like loud like things in the background probably. Maybe it's just mostly on my end. But Is Coach U still shitting? He's no, he's like... not still shitting. Now there's uh, <laughs> dump trucks and all kinds of stuff. But, uh, you know, there it is. But I, I do want to say I think that uh, – I think it's great what you pat yourself on the back for. And in the same way that resolutions, you know, shouldn't be like condemnations for or strictly outcome based. Like, I don't think it's the, you know, the worst thing in the world to say like, Hey, I'm not a hundred percent yet or whatever, but I do get the sense that like, even the way that we're able to talk about things has grown a lot. I mean, like if you look back on the first five episodes, like or three episodes or whatever, like we weren't able to get, remotely as deep I don't think into what was actually going on right like I'm not even sure I had the vernacular to probably talk about how I was feeling about certain things so mm-hmm. I think we've come a long way in that regard and just from being you know your co-host on this like I feel like you've grown a lot in these 35 weeks or so and I'd like to think I've done the same but plenty of more growing to do but that's not a problem you know like that's not um that's not something that uh, I find like demoralizing I'm kind of looking forward to to that and and part of that is just realizing like yeah that goal isn't perfection it's just you know how can i make small improvements that might help me out and so i just avoid uh avoid pinball rock bottom that's not the uh the best thing in the world but at least you understand that you can get out of pinball rock bottom you know mm-hmm. and okay. um and there is like there is something about that like i think that probably more than anything is the lesson from 2020 for me which is like I never imagined I would be, you know, dealt so many shitty cards. Um, but then I also quickly understood, like, it's it's about more than me in in this game, right? Like, there's there's more than me going on. This is a whole world going on. I think I developed a lot of empathy around that, and and I got rid of like all this like microaggression and blaming, and just sort of thought like, well, this is what's going on, and I'm gonna just do the best I can, and I'm gonna give myself a little bit of grace in that difficult process. So. That feels like a good note to end up on. Um, I also, just before we finish things off, I just really want to thank everybody who supported us this year and listening to us. Um, we're not trying to have the biggest audience and the biggest community in the world, but you know what? It's a pretty big damn honor that we have um, a lot of people who tune in every week. I, I know, you know, we definitely can't reach out and give you a hug right now or, you know, go on a big road trip and, do a big tour in different cities, uh, nor would anyone show up necessarily. But um, <laughs> I I do think it's, uh, you know, this podcast just isn't what it is without all the people who listen. So I just want to offer a big thanks. And I will also say that if you do like what we're up to and, and appreciate it, if you find time to, you know, rate or leave a review or subscribe or tell a friend, anything helps. And there's no pressure to do that. But um, you know, that helps us in the long run. And, and I guess the big thing I'm trying to say is that I hope we help you in the long run. So that's my thanks um, to everybody. I'll, uh, I'll let you chime in on that too. Also, I'm assuming you probably want to say that as well, or you can just be like, no, nah, you said it. <laughs> no, I do want to uh, wholeheartedly thank everyone. I'm normally a very silly, sarcastic person uh, on the show. But I just want to break down my defenses a bit to just honestly say I really appreciate every single one of you who takes the time to listen, 
those who take the time to leave comments in uh, We're Anxious About, our Facebook group, leave reviews, just even just listen, anything. It's really, really cool to know that like from our little isolated, you know, makeshift recording sections of our houses, we are reaching all over the world. And that's really, really freaking cool. And I'm so glad you're on the receiving end of the weird shit we're doing and that you are hopefully enjoying it if you made it to an hour 12. So (laughs) otherwise, I guess you're just a uh, masochist. But, you know, we don't judge around here. So if you're a masochist, I bet you had a great year in 2020. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, you don't need our help this year. You've done done great. What are you anxious about? Everything went wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I think it's uh, yeah, it's 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 fitting that uh, I'm definitely going to keep in that section with Kotu and right because it's like it yeah. it is pretty cool. We we record from our respective areas. Sometimes you know the cat shits in the office and uh, and here we are. But such is life. Um, yeah. And you know what? It's uh, it all works. <laughs> Thank you everybody for joining us this year. Um, I know. You know, I've had a few people reach out to me to mention they've listened to every episode. So that's pretty amazing. And uh, we appreciate making me smile. I think that's the like one thing that can make my Grinch heart grow. (laughs) I think your Grinch heart has grown, Allison. I don't think you realized it yet. No. I can hear a heartbeat through the microphone. I don't know if you know that. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. (laughs) Don't worry about it. That's just like, that's just me, like, you know, tapping my nails, plotting how I'm going to destroy Christmas. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, well, thanks everyone. Um, obviously, you know, we, uh, again, want to commend you for getting through this year and, um, we'll, you know, we'll be back in the, in the new year on the same time, same place. So thanks everybody. We'll catch you in the new year and, uh, I guess happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. May 2021 suck far less balls than 2020. Amen. Take care, everybody. Uh, All the best, and we'll catch you soon. Bye.